0: Welcome to Run the Table. I'm your host Bryce Tinson. Obert, how are you doing today? Doing very good. Ready to make some picks. We're Ready s- to go 9-3. and Oh, yeah, 9-3. Did you but, go 9-3 last week? I no. guess we picked an extra game too. So, But I'd like to go, go 9 I, and three. I think 9-3 and three is the expectation. Oh, whoa, whoa. wow. Have you gone 9-3 and three at any point this season? No, but I did last year. So I guess that's true. Uh, yeah, we got five games in college football this week. A little bit of a uh, shakier slate than last week. Five NFL games per usual. When we start getting to to uh, bye weeks, that's going to be really tough. So oh, yeah. some of those weeks, oh, yeah. uh, we were struggling this week to find find games to pick. So we got some we got some weird ones in there. So let's recap how we did last week. College football is always first. You know the rules. Uh, I went 5-2, and two. Obert went 4-3, Mike went 2-5, and five. so here's how we stack up on the season. Obert leads 21-14-2, two. I'm two games behind at 19-16-2, and, and Mike is 15-20-2, five games below 500, really struggling in college football, but he leads the underdog, he got another point with a cover um, from the Ohio Bobcats, seven points now for him, I didn't get anything, I'm at five, and Obert's on the board, two points with his underdog last week, taking Kansas at home against Iowa State. And a game that we both we both thought that they probably shouldn't have won. <laughs> so we're going to get into it. First game on the docket, we've got number eight, Tennessee, traveling to number 25, LSU Death Valley, laying three points. What do you got in this one, Obert?
1: Um, I have the Tennessee Volunteers. As you said, laying three. I'm fine with that. I'll take the team and the winner. You're going to hear a lot of that today. I'm taking Tennessee the favorite. At least in college football, you're going to hear a lot of me taking favorites. And I'm sorry in advance. I am. But it's it's what I have to do. Uh, Tennessee's coming off a bye this week. Um, I don't think they've looked great all season. Their win at Pitt doesn't look nearly as good. Uh, Winning against Florida isn't great, considering how Florida's looked before that. But uh, they did bounce back, I will say that, But um, against Eastern Washington. I think it was Sunday or Monday or something like that. Um, yeah, it was so, a Monday game. I don't day. know how good Tennessee is, quite frankly. I think they're I just I just don't know, you know, what their marquee like whoa, that performance was insane. i I'll tell you what, they're the third best team in the SEC. Yeah, probably. Um yeah. Oh. I th- yeah, maybe Kentucky will miss, have an argument, but no. um as far as LSU goes, coming off of, you know, what was kind of a heart wrenching. You know, went against Auburn that they probably easily could have lost. I mean, they were down fourteen nothing just like that to start out the game. Auburn did what Auburn does best: a ton of turnovers. Yep. Played really sloppy all game. LSU kind of just did the bare minimum to win that game. Obviously, it was a good comeback. But the point is, this it took a lot of energy. It took everything they had to win yep. that game, and some extra, some you know miscues from Auburn to win that game they're not going to have a lot of energy. Coming back home, obviously, you know, playing at home, playing in front of their f- fans against a top-ten team. They will probably be ready to go, but you know who else is going to be ready to go? A team coming off of a bye week. Yeah. The Tennessee Volunteers. I think LSU is overrated. I thought this line was kind of ridiculous. Uh, LSU hasn't done anything at all this year to prove to me that, like, oh, yeah, that is, you know, a team to watch out for in the SEC West. Their win against Mississippi State was fine, but they kind of got outplayed in that game. So... Whatever, Um, I'm taking Tennessee going on the road. I just think they're the better team.
0: I think that everything has lined up in favor of Tennessee in this game. Obviously, I'm a big Tennessee guy. I said they were going to finish or they were going to beat Georgia this year. I said they were going to be playing Alabama in the SEC championship game. I said all of those things. I said Hendon Hooker was going to be the Heisman. They get this game at noon. It's 11 o'clock local time. That's not enough time for the Louisianans to get drunk. Uh, otherwise, if that was a night game, I would have some serious reservations about this line. But it's, it's, you know, a morning game, local time. Tennessee's coming off of a bye that, yes, they have Alabama next week, but they're going to be focused. Josh Typho is going to have that offense focused on this one. If the defense can play good, I think it can because this LSU offense is so much so much predicated on what Jaden Daniels can do. It's literally if if Jaden Daniels has a bad day, so does the LSU offense. And he wasn't great against Auburn. I think he had a like forty percent completion percentage. He ran pretty well though. So as long as you're able to either a make him one dimensional, uh, or b just completely take him. Um, Take away his legs like you did Anthony Richardson. Force him to throw the ball. I think they're going to be in a really good spot. This team isn't very good. This LSU team, they they have a couple, you know, star players. But other than that, I just don't think they're a very well-rounded team. So give me Tennessee and the points to win outright on the road before Alabama. Next game, number 17, TCU laying seven points on the road. Another road favorite traveling to Kansas, the number 19 team in the country now after their win last week. Obert, what do you think? Um, you know, I
1: thought last week, Kansas being a three and a half point dog, um, home against Iowa state was just a sign that Vegas really liked Iowa state. I was wrong. Vegas just really hates Kansas (laughs) for pretty good reason. At least I'm a known Kansas hater, at least in football this year, just because a lot of voices are out there telling you that, you know, if you don't rank them and all this stuff, you know, you ranked them though, terrorist. I ranked them. I came around. They won last week. Did what they had to do to get in my top 25. They also got out game by 90 yards last week. I think it was 303 to 213. They had 213 total yards. Uh, And we're hearing every single day that Jalen Daniels is some sort of Heisman candidate throwing for, I think it was like 150 yards in a game against Iowa State. They also needed three missed field goals. Wait, how many
0: yards do you throw for? I don't know. I'm going to look right now. I think no. it was like 150. I I'll think. take, I mean, he threw for half the, or for yeah. 75% <laughs> of the, their total yardage. I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, so, but, you know, it, it took three missed field goals for them to win yeah. that game, which it is what it is, but I I don't know. I, I just think. TCU, especially coming off the win against Oklahoma, they're a really good football team, and they've looked like it all year. It hasn't been spots, kind of like it has with Kansas. Like, oh, they, Kansas looked good against Houston, and that was a good win. But then, you know, the West Virginia win, which at first was like, oh, that's huge for them. <laughs> in retrospect, kind of looks bad now. I mean, this is I would is say it's bad, but it's
0: not great. Two
1: and three, you know, West Virginia team in overtime uh, in a game where I think they got outgained. It's like I don't know what to think of it. I think I think Kansas is much better than they have been, and that is something to be celebrated. Do I think in my heart of hearts um, they can even come close to playing with this TCU team? Probably not. I don't. I think TCU is a legit contender in the Big 12. I think Kansas, and I, and I said this I think a couple of weeks back, uh, are a fun 5-0, and 6-0 team. Uh, you know, five and one probably after they lose this game outright. Um, team that ends up finishing seven and five, uh, to end the season. Um, and that's fine. That's a huge step up for them. But are they a legit contender within the Big Twelve? Absolutely not. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Not. So, um, we'll see. I, I, think TCU. I know it's seven points, which is you know kind of jarring for a you know seventeenth ranked team in the country. At the 19th ranked team in the country, but um, I think it's fair. I really do. Kansas just hasn't really, you know, shown me at least from an eye test perspective that they are a for real team. And you know that might ruffle some feathers, but it's the way I feel.
0: And I think TCU wins this game by 17 points. Uh, this this line tells you exactly what Vegas thinks about Kansas. They're seven point dogs at home. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I'm going with TCU too. I, is Kansas good enough to cover this spread? I don't know. Can they ugly absolutely. the game up enough to do it? Yes, they absolutely can. The difference is is that I think this TCU team with Sonny Dykes, the way that Max Duggan played last week and has played so far this season, has unlocked a completely new level that this TCU team can get to. I mean, there is no limit right now. Uh, he... When he is on, he is he is on. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. He's one of the better quarterbacks in college football. He's not one of the best, but he can certainly get that offense humming. We saw it against Oklahoma. I, I just think that TCU is going to be ready to go. There's going to be a, a huge atmosphere, and I, the one thing that I think could happen is Kansas pulls an all-time upset. I would consider it an upset. I mean, it's seven points. Um, because they have the the whole entirety of the country behind them, and college game day is there for the first time ever, and it's probably a sold out crowd, and that would be a letdown spot for
1: TCU. Exactly,
0: I, it, it's possible that Kansas wins this game, and or even covers. But I'm if we're gonna play this game ten times uh, or a hundred times, I think you know TCU probably wins ninety eight. So I'm gonna go with TCU to cover the the seven points and 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 win this game outright. Next game. Red River. We weren't sure if we were going to pick it cuz both teams are 3 and 2. Turns out the slate this week just sucks, so we were able to f- wiggle it in there. Both teams 3 and 2 unranked, but it's the Red River rivalry. Mm. It's Red River. You can't not pick it, right? Texas, seven-point favorites. I can't remember the last time uh, Texas was favored by this many points because it's usually Oklahoma, at least in the, in recent years. Uh, last year, if you'll remember, uh, Texas had a huge lead. Oklahoma came storming back with Caleb Williams at quarterback. It was Spencer Rattler that started that game. Uh, Red River's crazy. We know what it is. Texas, seven-point favorites. What do you got? I
1: think last time... Texas was favored. It was uh, one of Sam Allinger's year, the year after the Sugar Bowl, yeah, I think. Okay. Um, but seven points. They weren't favored by seven points, I'll tell you <laughs> that much. Um, Quinn Ewer's coming back, obviously. I think that's the obvious thing. This is a huge game. This yeah. really is. You know, I mean, it's Texas-Oklahoma. It would be like not picking Alabama-Auburn. I can't imagine those teams. two teams well, would be might, unranked. We might not but, pick it. Um, we, we might, With how bad oh, Auburn yeah, is, we might true.
0: not pick it. That's
1: true. Um, but, you, you know, it's just a huge... Game that's why, you know, ABC's going there and you know, I mean they'll always do that and it's kinda takes on an additional meaning. Listen, this is the last time or one of the last times they'll this'll be a big twelve game. Um, so I don't but, think that matters all that much. I do. I mean, you know, Texas-Oklahoma, it feels Big 12. It has Big 12 importance. Because the reality is, in two years, this could be a, you know, SEC-West game that means absolutely nothing because I, these I, two teams don't make I think the pro- I think they'll
0: probably make it rivalry week instead of... instead of Maybe, in the- or Texas-Texas A&M, which is what I would do. I
1: don't know. Texas-Texas A&M, at its peak at least, was a better rivalry than Texas-Oklahoma, at least in my opinion. Anyway... Um. I have Texas—let's talk about the game. I have Texas winning. (laughs) Quinn Ewers coming back. We saw this offense with Quinn Ewers. They were fantastic. I've been down in the dumps about Texas recently, especially after the loss to Texas Tech. I was very frustrated. But, um, man, if I was an Oklahoma fan, I think I'd be just as frustrated. (laughs) Huge loss to to TCU. Back-to-back losses. And then a a loss to Kansas State, then a huge loss to TCU. I mean, that's just brutal. And, you know, will they want to win this game? Very much so. Texas will be the same way. Both teams are coming at this, you know, with everything they've got. Both kind of need to turn their seasons around, so I'll concede that. But I still believe what I said just uh, the other day. Oklahoma's lost their identity. They really are in a different stage of a rebuild than Texas is. Texas is, you know, probably a big game or two away from, you know, being where they need to be. Oklahoma is an entire year of trying to figure out who they are to being to uh, where they want to be. So I think they're just completely different stages of rebuild, and Texas is overall a much better team. We saw him with Quinn Ewers. He made every throw in that Alabama game. He looked fantastic. It was only for a quarter before he got injured, but – when he was out there, he looked fantastic. Hudson Card kind of has just looked okay. Even in Texas Tech, I blame the defense, and that was fair, but, I mean, they could have put that game away so many times with the offense and didn't do it. So we'll see how Oklahoma plays and Texas plays in this game, but I think Texas's offense will really flex its, its muscles. And then as far as the defense goes, it's looked good in big games, A. And B, I don't think they'll be tested very much with an Oklahoma offense that doesn't know who they are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to take the better quarterback in this one. Uh, Dylan Gabriel probably is not going to play, Um, so it's either going to be Davis Bevel or General Booty uh, as as Dylan Gabriel's backup. Uh, So. I, I just don't think this is a very good team outside of Marvin Mims um, in terms of Oklahoma. Meanwhile, you have playmakers all over the place uh, on the Texas offense. Quinny was coming back, and, and I know you're not a huge Bijan fan, but he's forced – I think the, the stat I saw was 46 missed tackles so far this season – Oklahoma missed 20 tackles last week, cool. so there is there is going to be a huge collision course here. I think this is a, a Bijan breakout game. Then you add on to the fact that Xavier Worthy has the over-the-top speed and Quinn can throw a beautiful deep ball. I, I think this is a recipe for a huge blowout again for Oklahoma. They're going to be reeling three straight losses, two of them by double digits. Give me Texas laying the seven. Utah, the number eleven team in the country, the Utes are traveling to UCLA, the Rose Bowl. So it's really not a road game; it's more of a neutral site game. Three and a half point favorites, another road favorite. This three is, and a half point favorites now. Good God! This is this is the third true road favorite. Obviously, uh, the the Red Rivers played in Dallas. Um, so what do you think? What do you think about this one?
1: I'm taking UCLA. Uh, don't like it as much as I did when it was at four and a half. But three and <laughs> a half, I guess we'll have to do. Um, I will, you know, cut off my toes before I, I, I pick all favorites. I feel <laughs> sick to my stomach taking four favorites this week, but it is what it is. I have to be, you know, faithful to these fans and true to our fans. I have to tell everyone what I think is going to happen, not just, you know, pick teams based on whether or not they're our favorite or underdog. I think UCLA wins this game outright, which is crazy, but I think it's going to happen. Um, listen, obviously, you know... The fan base for UCLA has been criticized. But I think they'll show up in full force this week against Utah. And if they don't, they, ne- they never will. So they pretty much have to. Um, otherwise, this program is doomed for the rest of their eternity. I mean, think about it. If they can't get fans for a top 20 matchup with a 5-0 and team, when are they going to get fans? 4-1. No, UCLA is a 5-0 team. Oh, supporting oh. their 5-0 oh, okay. team. I mean, when are they gonna? When would when would they ever show up? So I mean, you know what's going to happen is if UCLA doesn't win this game and loses, you know, a bunch of the rest of the year, they'll fire Chip Kelly, and I'll you know be the first to defend him because they can't get a single fan to cheer on their players. How are you supposed to recruit when you've got a ten percent capacity? Ridiculous. Anyway, I think UCLA fans finally show up and show out. 3.30 game, Fox, nationally televised. Fox is, you know, advertising a lot, so, you know, they know it's a big game. I think they'll get a lot of fans. And their offense has looked absolutely fantastic. Their run game has been very good. We've seen Utah struggle against the run, especially against Florida week one. Um, Defensively, it's a bit spotty at times, but they don't give up the big play too much, or at least didn't in the Washington game. So if they can, you know... um, Keep Cam Rising in check. Utah's looked better lately. I will concede that. Uh, big one over Oregon State last week. I saw, um, but I think uh, UCLA, as far as offensively goes, they'll be uh, they'll put up a lot of points, and I think they'll win a shootout.
0: I, unlike you, am going with the favorite in this game. Um, this we have to remind ourselves this is the same UCLA team that lost to South Al- or that almost lost to South Alabama that was down 1714 to Bowling Green both of those games at home. You have to I mean this UCLA team might not be very good and, and we might have just overrated Washington for what they did to a, a bad Michigan State team. So I'm going to keep all of that in mind. DTR is not as dynamic a quarterback as Anthony Richardson is in terms of running. He can run, yes, but he is not the physical freak that Anthony Richardson is. I think this Utah team is, having already played Richardson, is going to be ready for a mobile quarterback or a quarterback that can run. They've been playing much better. I mean, that game against Oregon State showed that they have finally, finally found their groove, finally found their rhythm. I've said it multiple times. Kyle Whittingham is one of my favorite coaches in all of college football. I think that it's a gross uh, uh, malpractice by Vegas for this game to only be three and a half points right now. I think Vegas is at least a touchdown better than the... the yes, I think that Utah is <laughs> at least a touchdown favorite better than UCLA. Give me Cam Rising, give me the Utes to win this thing by two scores. To defend Vegas a little bit, they had this at, I think, four and a half or five. It was four and a half. And
1: clearly it's getting bet
0: at UCLA. The the public likes the Bruins. Even four and a half is... It I, practice. I, I, no, it's not about practice. The fact that the fact that it's moved, and yes, it's not their fault. Um, Clearly, they're
1: doing something right.
0: They're, they're just yeah. trying to get money on both. They're sides. just trying to get. They're just trying to get all the money they possibly can, so they can they can make money. Uh, I just think I just think that's, that this line is disgusting. Um, Florida State at number fourteen, NC State. This is this is an interesting one. NC NC State coming off of a. Uh, Pretty big loss to Clemson. Florida State also coming off of a, uh, a double digit loss to Wake Forest. NC State is the three point favorite at home. So basically, they're telling you if this was a neutral site, it's a pick 'em. What do you think? If not, if not, if not Florida State yeah. favored by a point.
1: Um, I was yeah, I was really surprised by this. Uh, Florida State, it's not you know. Push past it. They've looked very undisciplined in the past, you know, couple of weeks. I said it in the takeaways. I mean, the penalties they added up, and um, as bad as NC State looked offensively, especially against Clemson. Man, I think I just think they're a better. I mean, they they just have to win this game. Yeah. Like with all the preseason expectations, they really haven't looked great at any point this year. Um it's just kind of been a lot of just floating around, you know, beating teams they should beat, losing to teams that are really good. They need to have a breakout week. They have to play well. I mean, the coach, the quarterback, you know, all of their older players. There was so much hype around this team and then just you know, to kind of completely fall off, it has to stop at some point, and it will stop now. Um, I don't think Florida State's that good of a team. I mean, what is their best win? LSU neutral site after a kicker gets extra point blocked? You kidding me? Come on, man. I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Florida State's vastly overrated by uh, Vegas right now. I, I don't know why. But I think that's the truth. We saw in the week fours game they were seven-point favorites. I said, even though I picked Florida State, there's no value there at all. I just thought Florida State would have that huge coming-out week, the we're-back week. They didn't. Um, and so I think there's something similar going on with this line. I don't get it. Why are, Why is NC State only three-point favorites? Yeah, what does, I don't understand. What does Vegas know? I don't know. It worries me a little bit, but not enough to take Florida State. I'm taking NC State to win
0: Easily, I think by ten points. I'm going with all favorites this week. Uh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't want to, but I Talk. was like, I was like, I was like, I. The way I look at it is the the one game that I thought about, you know, taking differently was Kansas TCU. But at the end of the day, I think TCU is just a better team. So I, I'm not going to take Kansas to try and you know backdoor cover. Maybe if TCU wins that game, I don't think it's going to be close. Mm. So I'm going with NC State here. The only thing. That gives me some pause is that the NC State offense has looked pretty pedestrian for most of the season. I mean, Devin Leary has not taken that step or at at least continued the end of the year success that he had last year. Dave Doran has, has had questionable play calling. I don't know. It's it's a situation with the Wolfpack where I've been disappointed with how they've played so far. I, I thought they were going to be the second best team um, bes- uh, behind Clemson and I thought it was going to be, you know, they were gonna 11-1 going to be 11 and 1 going at the end of the season. I thought they were that good. The Texas Tech game, it was their defense that made plays. Clemson, it was uh, the defense that kept them in it, and the offense just time after time after time. It just kept stalling. It was like, what are you doing? But on the flip side, I just don't think Florida State's that good of a team. I think Mike Norvell still got a couple, at least a year. Jordan Travis is a great quarterback, but is he 100% healthy? I don't know. Is uh, he a
1: great quarterback? I don't know. I've been a little bit. He's after a good the, quarterback, at least.
0: After the LSU game, I've been a little bit unimpressed.
1: I have. I he's mean, a good quarterback. That Louisville game, oh, it was like he gets injured. That was impressive, but, uh, or I mean, that was too bad. But in that game before that,
0: Man, like seven for thirteen, yep. I think. I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's at least a good quarterback. Yeah, he is. He has the potential to play or be a great quarterback in any given day. It's whether or not he shows up. Um, I just think NC State's the better team. I think they're the more prepared team. So I think, I'm just going to go with them and hope that they, they can win this game at home. Start if, to figure things out. If they can't, you better start sounding the alarms because this was mm. supposed to be the team for NC State. So lock underdog you want to get into it sure
1: i have oklahoma state at home against texas tech the red raiders uh oklahoma state nine and a half point favorites coming off of the big win over baylor where they were underdogs in that game we were stunned by that but anyway they go on to win pretty easily by two scores complete control of that game um and uh yeah so they're uh they're a really good team. I mean, any questions you could have had about this team, especially offensively, all answered. Spencer Sanders, incredible. Uh, that offense has been incredible. I mean, Baylor's defense is really what was their calling card, well, at least sort of, through that first four or five <laughs> weeks. And then they play Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State does whatever they want yeah. pretty much. I mean, they put up 36 points. Defense, One of those was
0: a kick-return touchdown. Defense
1: did enough, got off the field, Uh, forced some turnovers, um, just, yeah, did a lot of the little things right, and they won that game easily. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State now has Texas Tech at home who just lost to Kansas State by two scores, game they didn't look that good in. Uh, And really it makes you think maybe Texas Tech kind of just got really lucky in the Texas game, you know, caught a team who was panicking, up two touchdowns with like 10 minutes to go, caught the right team at the right time with a backup quarterback. I don't know. I just have some questions about it. So um, I think Oklahoma State's one of the best teams in the country. Texas Tech, meanwhile, an average team in the Big 12. This is at Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State wins by 20.
0: I'm going with Illinois minus 3.5 at home against Iowa. This is this is a weird game. I I didn't think I was going to pick it when I first saw it. I was was looking through the ESPN app, looking at the lines. I was like, "Oh, there's a line." Uh, Scrolled past it. Was looking around, looking at some other games, and I came back to it. I was like, "You know what? Let's just take it. Let's just be fun. Let's let's have Mm. a fun week." Uh, I think that this is this is one of those Big Ten West games where both teams love to run the ball. They love to play defense. It's going to be low scoring. I just need Iowa's ineptness to, to bounce my way uh, one or two times. If I can get a field goal uh, uh, from Iowa and a touchdown from Illinois to start the game, I, I feel like I am in the perfect zone. I, got, I get the four, I get four points, and I don't think Iowa can score a touchdown. I just, I don't, uh, unless they are playing, you know, the twos or threes.
1: What? I think they can score. They scored a touchdown in Michigan.
0: Against the twos or threes. No, they didn't. The first one, you can give it to them, but uh, I don't know. Their offense just doesn't impress me. Um, Illinois' defense is more. I'm just saying this because I just want to protect Michigan's reputation.
1: That's the only reason why I'm saying this. I don't know. Right? I'm sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, just give me Illinois. I think they're going to muddy this game up. I think both teams are going to muddy the game up. And Illinois to win out, right? It, it just seems like they can win by more than 3.5. There's a very good chance that either A, Iowa wins or Iowa loses by 2. Uh, or it, it could very well happen. But I'm going to go with it.
1: Underdog. Northwestern at home against Wisconsin. Plus 10. What scares me? Obviously you know, Wisconsin just fires Paul Christ, So I think this one, I could either get killed and it's not even close, and that's fine. Or I think Northwestern wins this game because <laughs> Wisconsin... So I'm not even taking this for the cover, even though I think it could. But, like, I really think what's going to happen is either Wisconsin dominates because Jim Leonard is an absolute leader of men and his boys are ready to go and the Paul Christ thing lit a fire underneath them, Or it's a situation where Braylon Allen goes on Twitter and he says, you know, anybody who says that... Uh, firing Paul Chris was the right move. is not a badger or whatever he said. And those boys are kind of, you know, chickens with their heads cut off. You know what I mean? They're, kind of running around, not really playing for playing as a team, you know, kind of lost their identity, lost their team spirit after their, you know, fearless leader gets fired. And, you know, Northwestern, who's kind of great at picking off teams with a bad culture, Nebraska early in the season, a really well coached team (laughs) keeps this low scoring and finds a way to win over a team that, you know, doesn't, like I said, chickens with their head cut off, makes mistakes in important moments.
0: I like the logic behind that. I do. Um, i'm going north carolina plus three and a half at miami i i don't get this line miami is just a fraudulent program if you thought giving up if you thought giving up 45 points to metal tennessee state was bad this north carolina offense is going to put up probably 70 points on that (laughs) defense now the problem is is that their defense is one of the worst in college football like dead last in college not dead last because that's the ohio bobcats um it is like bottom thirty in college football, uh, so you could see uh, uh, this Miami offense look like it's competent when it's actually not. Uh, or not, King, Tyler Van Dyke. I don't know why I wanted to say Dear King. Tyler Van Dyke was benched, was benched against Middle Tennessee State. So if you if you want to look in how that program is doing, it it's not great. I like North Wait, Carolina saying again. Tyler Van Dyke was benched. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. So I like North Carolina. He benched to, or did they just sit him? No, they benched him
1: uh when they bench him
0: uh i think it was in the third quarter Whew. uh north carolina is going to get is going to go into miami hard rock stadium and just absolutely put the hurt on the hurricanes and they're going to be sitting there like what do we do is mario cristobal the right guy they're going to they're going to ask those questions i'm going to be like hey guys give him a, give him a year at least come on now <laughs> <laughs> you ready to move hey, on to the nfl north
1: carolina only allowed what was it 10 points last week to virginia tech i think wasn't that
0: well, 41-10 that virginia tech Offense is worse. Is one of the worst in college football. It's 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 up there with with Iowa in terms of ineptitude. They look good though. <laughs> uh, NFL time last week was a little bit of a rough one for all of us. Me and you were two three and one. Mike was three two and one. Uh, he had a chance to go four one and one, but the Rams all kicked our asses. Um, so uh, we're gonna have to call a spade a spade. We are not doing great in in the NFL right now. Sorry. Um, He's 11-2-1. 11-12-1. Why did I say 11-2? 11-12-1. That would be awesome. Uh, Mike's 9-14-1, and, and I'm 8-15-1. I just can't figure it out. Haven't had a winning week since week one. Uh, Underdog-wise, am oh, three 0-3-1. Over, it's 2-2. Two, 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 two and, two, and Mike is 3-1. and one. So if you want... I mean, Mike is leading both underdogs. He uh, For whatever reason, he's fantastic at picking underdogs. Um not great at actually picking the games Mm-mm. don't understand don't really understand it but it is what the it lights is are too bright for him can't pick big games um so yeah uh, take these with a grain of salt i'll say that but Obert said he's going nine and three this week so i guess pick the games that he's picking uh first game this is what i was talking about when i said we were grasping at straws here giants versus packers one lambo or not at lambo in london that's right uh eight point Spread uh, in favor of the Packers. So this is a neutral site game, and Vegas has this team favored by eight.
1: You know what? Let me just say this about the picks so far. Obviously, 11 and 12. But... I'll say this. I think I'm really close. You know, I mean, it's been a crazy hey, NFL too, year. Me too. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I mean, my point is this. Look at my underdog record. I'm 2-2, two and two, you know what I mean? And uh, my underdogs have been pretty good. I've, I've had the right ideas there. Two wins outright for underdog. I'll take that every day of the week. So we're close. We're really close. Um, it's just about getting it. My numbers speak for themselves. I was a, you know, 60% winner in college. I'm a 60% winner so far in college this year. I'll figure it out in NFL. I'm this close. Packers-Giants. Listen, I've got this theory. Maybe it's hogwash. (laughs) Um, But when we're talking about London games, there are so many variables. Jet lag, waking up, you know, playing at 8 o'clock local time, Um, you know, not sleeping in some hotel bed, Uh, you know, locker rooms are weird, playing on a weird turf even. Um, I
0: think... They might like playing on that turf more than they like playing on... On Lambo. that's true. Uh...
1: (laughs) But or, the, or Met Life. <laughs> yeah, good God, I hope so. Yeah, especially for the Giants. Anyway, I think what I'm trying to say is London it makes for really wacky games, and I think it kind of, you know, decreases the skill differential between the two teams. We saw it last week with New Orleans and Minnesota. I would have to yep. look this up all the time. But I,
0: I I kinda did.
1: Um New Orleans kind of goes into that game and they just, you know, really played their butts off and, you know, only lost by three and a double doink that missed by this much. So when we're talking about these London games, I'm going to like the underdog. And, yes, the Giants haven't looked very good, but they are 3-1. and one. Uh, Their only loss being to the Cowboys, whom we both love, or I love and you think are a good team. Um, yeah, don't ever say I love the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, listen, their resume isn't great. They haven't beaten great teams. I'll be the first to admit that. But the Packers... I mean, what have they done? I Obviously, they've got a great week against the Bears, and that looks good, but they always the own, the, own the Bears. Um, first part of the season, go to overtime with the Patriots without Mac Jones in? Are you kidding me? Lose to the Vikings, who haven't looked very good since, by three scores? I mean, I, I obviously, they beat the Bucks in a very close game where the offense doesn't show up. Um, so I, I, I love the Giants to cover in this game. I love the number eight. I think the Packers win twenty eight 21
0: um yeah I I went back and looked and I was because that was gonna be one of my takeaways was that the London games are just kind of wacky mm. and they, they they have weird I it results was, wasn't it? it well I think I did say it yeah, yeah. Um, and the games were either an absolute just destruction, where a team wins like 30 to 3 or 30 to nothing, or it's a really close game. Very few are like, you know, 10 point, yeah. like seven to 10 point games. And so, with okay. that, I'll go 28 24 then. <laughs> with that, I'm going with the Giants. I just think eight points in the NFL is way too many. Um, the Giants aren't a great team, but they're good enough to hold their own, especially against the Packers team that can't really figure it out offensively. Uh, I think this is going to be a lower scoring game, 21-17, something like that. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't trust the Packers to, to win this game by, uh, you know, a score plus. Actually, it would be two scores for them to cover. So, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, this was a pretty easy pick for me. I'm going to go with the Giants. Will I be wrong? Probably, but it is what it is. Next game, Chargers laying three points in Cleveland, in Cleveland, in Cleveland, Against the Browns, what do you think?
1: I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. What? My team. Um, no way. First off, people, don't think I'm a homer for us picking Browns, uh, Cowboys, Cardinals. I'm not. These were three of the five best games. I, I
0: basically forced him to pick the Chargers-Browns game. Yeah, I did I do did it. That.
1: You know, kind of pinching my nose. I don't love picking the Browns games in general because um, I'm always going to pick the Browns. I mean, I'm never going to pick against my team. But Maybe think- you should just hedge it. No, no.
0: Uh,
1: I'm going to pick the Browns because I think they win this game outright. Listen, uh, Joe Woods, Kevin Stefanski, last, you know, three or four weeks, uh, made some very head-scratching decisions and have come under a lot of criticism. We need to win this game. We're playing at home. We are, what are we, one and one at home this year with a loss to the Jets in an embarrassing fashion. Uh, meanwhile, the Chargers, let's be real, they're kind of – All over the place. They're kind of a roller coaster. Um, Obviously, we lost to the Falcons, but they didn't look great against the Texans, at least not defensively. Both teams are banged up. I don't know. Are we supposed to get MG95 and Jadavion County back? I don't
0: think so. I don't think so so for MG95. I don't know about Jadavion.
1: So we'll see about that, but um, should be at least a little more healthy this week than we've been in the past, so that'll help at least a little bit. And our main weakness throughout this year has been our run defense. Good news, Chargers can't run the ball. So that helps. Um, Good news, I think, obviously, we'll have to have the communications uh, at least a little bit shored up uh, through the secondary. Good news is we kind of did last week. So um, I think we can win this game. It's just a matter of doing it, playing well, playing efficient. Um, I think the run defense really could get scorched against a better run team. But the Chargers aren't really that. We saw how we matched up last year. I thought we matched up pretty well against yep. uh, the Chargers. Obviously, a couple of bad calls kind of hurt us in that game. But and you had a worse quarterback, and we had a worse quarterback. Absolutely, um, and so it is what it is.
0: I was thinking about it like basically the entire time you're Although, talking.
1: if Jacoby plays
0: as well as Baker did in that game, I would take that. I yeah, mean, Baker played well. He did play. Uh, I was talking. I was thinking about this. I might just start. Start hedging the lions like I'm going to take whoever they're playing as my lock and and just be or as my underdog and be like and be like, I you know if they lose which they which they will do at some point in the season, I, I can't be too mad because it'll it'll make my record look better. This is going to sound made up, but I
1: literally thought about this in class today. I thought, what if I just bet 20 bucks against my teams every single time they play and if i lose the bet it feels like oh i just paid twenty twenty 20 bucks for a win i would do that every day of the week and then if they lost
0: it's like well my team lost but i just made 20 bucks i was thinking about that because like because like me? last week it's if, interesting if i would have taken the seahawks as my underdog because i thought they were going to win then i would have, i would have been i would have had a win in my underdog yeah. i would have uh, I don't know how much that means to you. To me, it's like all right it's my underdog. Underdog, my underdog. it doesn't just, mean that much, but like eh. You know, yeah. and it has to be it has to be a half number. I'm not gonna I don't want to push. A push yeah. would kill me. Yeah, no, would uh I'm good. gonna go with the Chargers. Uh I've watched every single Browns game with you, and all I've heard is God, we're so poverty. We're such a poverty mm. team. We're so overrated. And so and so I'm just gonna take the Chargers because of because of all of that. Don't listen um, to me in the heat of the moment. <laughs> You have said you're overrated and not in oh, the, end yeah, of the moment. Yeah. So I, am just going to take the Chargers. They're banged up. I, I could very well see the Chargers losing this game. They probably will. Um, it is what it is. I do think we're overrated, by the way. Uh, it is what it is. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm just at this point, we're just trying to see what sticks for the NFL. <laughs> okay, um, Cowboys at Rams. Rams are five and a half favorites, five and a half point favorites at home. Over it, you're obviously going with the Cowboys. Why? Going with the
1: Cowboys, Uh five-and-a-half-point underdogs. This is a weird line once again. I don't know what Vegas is doing with the Rams. Can somebody explain it to me? I mean, one point. Uh, they won the
0: Super Bowl last year over. Come on, keep up. <laughs> no, but no, they were
1: two-point underdogs last week against the one and two 49ers. And, 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 and coming in this game, they they're really five-and-a-half-point like the favorites against the Cowboys. So, like, what is it? I'm gonna I don't get that. am close this blind. It's ridiculous to me. Um, I think Vegas has just undersold the Cowboys all year. They can't compute that a backup quarterback can win games. I think what they're thinking is, oh, well, you know, law of averages, he'll come back to the moon, they'll adjust to him, defenses will adjust. But I said this, like – There's nothing to adjust to. They're not having him make difficult throws. It's running the football, rolling play action off of that, and finding wide-open guys. They're asking Cooper Rush to do so little, and with a great run offense, I mean, it works. And as far as their defense is concerned, it's one of the best in the league. They don't have to score a lot of points to win games. They really haven't. Don't need to. Um, And as far as the matchup goes, obviously... Rams lost to the 49ers. That doesn't really bug me or, you know, make me want to take the Cowboys anymore. I think, you know, it's just Sean McVay's ineptitude against the 49ers, so I don't... I don't really think that plays too much of a factor. But what does play a factor? The Cowboys' D-line is one of, if not the best, in football so far this year. And their secondary has been outstanding. Um, Anthony Brown has been a, eh, a little shaky at times. But other than that, their secondary has been fantastic.
0: Don't um, look at PFF grades, though. Yeah. They, don't, they don't like the Cowboys' secondary. I don't get
1: it. It's like, who is doing this then? They do think Trayvon's having a much better year, which I like, and he is having a much better year than last year. Um, safeties are playing very well. Obviously, Leighton Vander Esch looks a little bit more athletic. You can only ask so much from him. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this Cowboys defensive line, especially going up against a Rams O-line, who I said since you know the start of week one, I was like, this is one of the worst in football. I mean, holy cow. Yep. They look terrible pretty much every week so far. So that's been their main weakness. And anytime they played a competent D line, the 49ers, the bills, the Cowboys this week, they've gotten absolutely killed. I mean, the one time their O line looked okay was against the Cardinals when JJ Watt was banged up. And that let's be Frank, that yep. D line is not very good. No. So, um, they're, they're facing a real D line this week. And, uh, and I think the Cowboys win outright. I really believe that.
0: Yeah. I, I- I think the Cowboys this year are the Lions last year in the sense that Vegas will never, I hope not. <laughs> in the sense that Vegas is not going to adjust how they think. Lions last year were like. I think either twelve and five or eleven and six against the spread. Yeah, Vegas just would not. They be like, they're going to be competitive. They're going to. They would not. And, and it seems like they're going to be the same way with the Cowboys. They're like, no matter how how long Dak is out, which it seems like it's going to be a little bit longer than we actually thought, they're going to be like, no, it's a backup quarterback. We're we're just not going to change the line because there's no way they can keep doing this.
1: And when Dak was in, it was at four and a half. Like what?
0: <laughs> yeah, but that was against the. No, I know. I mean, like that when when we thought Dak was going to play before Jerry. Jones I don't know came if on. we. I don't know if we ever knew he was. going It was just speculation that he might play.
1: Well, it jumped from six and a half to four and a half in like a second. That's what I thought it was. because I thought they thought Dak was going
0: to play. Then it's announced he doesn't. It yeah. moves back up to five and a half. Know. Regardless, I'm taking I'm taking the Cowboys. I just I, when I saw this line, I was like, Come on, what are we doing, Vegas? This is, like you said, this is one of the worst offensive lines in football, going up against one of the best defensive lines in football. We saw what the what the Niners were able to do to, uh, against that offensive line. It's going to be more of the same this week. The Rams' offense is not good this year. They haven't been able to figure it out. Allen Robinson, I saw I saw a stat today. He is one of the worst separators in the league. He's got like a 20% I can't remember what they called it, but he's basically separating at a 20% uh, uh, clip in in one-on-one situations. He's just not getting open. It is bad. Um, And so it's basically Cooper Cup and, and I don't know, maybe Tyler Higby. Mm. Seriously, I I, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, the Cowboys are going to win this one. And I I think they, yeah, I think they win it outright. I just don't think the Rams are a very good team this year. Next game, Eagles laying five on the road in Arizona against the Cardinals. Cardinals coming off of a nice win against the Panthers. Eagles coming off of a very wet win over the Jaguars. It was. I mean, he literally was pouring rain the entire game. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> what do you like in this Well, I should say, why do you like the Cardinals in this one?
1: Um, I love the Cardinals. Minus or plus five at home. Um, I think Vegas is kind of overcorrecting with the Cardinals. They were a little bit too high on them to start the year and then going into uh, the Rams game, like that, was just like okay. They didn't weren't really reasonable about that one, um, and so I think they're kind of overcorrecting now. I mean, I'll say this: the Panthers game, I don't really get what that was. They were one point underdogs, yeah, that didn't make sense. which I would have loved to have taken once again, but I was going to take the Cowboys. Um, or no, but I thought it was going to get to uh, a pick'em before the game, so I was a little bit worried about that. But um, so Mike jumped all over it. Did he take the Cardinals? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, anyway, um, I'm taking the Cardinals plus five. Uh, Obviously, don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. (laughs) Neither of us do. You know who I do trust, though? Kyler Murray. KM1, baby. He is a dynamic quarterback. And I will say this. As far as Cliff goes, the play calling in the second half, it was really good. They forced a lot of turnover, or forced, I think, a couple of turnovers maybe in the second half, got really good field position, so that helped, but I think they went three of four touchdowns. You'll take that every single day of the week, especially in the NFL. Really opened up a can of whoop-ass in that second half, so the Cardinals, they they looked really good in the second half. I'm hoping that will get the train rolling, not just for the cover, but I hope they can win this game, and I think they can if Cliff and that offense really start to figure things out. The issue has been red zone offense and big plays. Well, red zone offense, Kyler looked very good, tough first half, but in the second half, he found Hollywood Brown. They got the run game involved. They really got creative. It was draw plays. It wasn't just inside run and a five-yard quick slant. It was actual you know, innovative play calling, creative play calling. That's what it will take, and I hope – That's what they will keep bringing for a win. I think they cover. Um, I'm really more worried about the Cardinals winning, and I I think they will as long as the play calling keeps rolling into this game. I think the Eagles are the best team in football right now. I said that a couple of days ago, and I believe it, Um, but I just think they're playing the wrong team at the wrong time right now.
0: Uh, I completely disagree with everything you just said. Uh, (laughs) um, The Eagles are... Like you said, just as good, if not better, than the Chiefs. We saw what the Chiefs did week one. This Cardinals team isn't any different. Cliff Kingsbury is still the most infuriating play caller in the NFL, it is so frustrating watching a Cardinals game and trying to root for the Cardinals. I I told Bobby this week, I said, I am never taking the Cardinals in the game ever again as long as Cliff King is there, the head coach. I cannot sit there. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I love it. It, it, is, it is so frustrating. With that being said, I think the Eagles slobber knock the absolute crap out of the Cardinals. They won this game is by 17. Respectful? The Eagles are just, they are a juggernaut right now. That's how they are playing. I mean, What Nick Sirianni has done with that offense, I I saw the stat today. They are running shotgun at like a 70% uh, rate. It's the second highest in the NFL behind the Cardinals. But they're running play action almost just as much as every other team. I don't know how they're doing that. Basically, what it's what it's saying is that Jalen Hurts is just such a dynamic quarterback, and he is he's playing fantastically this year that you're not going to be able to stop him. And so far, no team has been able to. Uh, there's been there's been halves where you know they haven't really tried to to be aggressive down the field, but. We saw it against the Lions. We saw it against the uh, uh, Vikings. We saw it against the Commanders. We saw it last week against the Jags. They have halves where they just explode for, you know, 21, 24, 28 points. And I I just don't know if the Cardinals are going to be able to keep up with them, especially with that Eagles defense playing. They have one of the best secondaries in the NFL at this point. And if, if the Cardinals can't throw the ball, they sure as shit can't run it. So I think it's I think it's going to be a tough matchup for them. Give me the Eagles, laying the five. Last game, Sunday Night Football, Bengals at Ravens. Ravens, three-point favorites at home. Remember, they were three-point dogs against the Bills at home. What do you like in this one?
1: Uh, I like the Baltimore Ravens minus three against the Cincinnati Bengals. My issue... um. I don't think it's a great matchup. I said this last week uh, about Buffalo Baltimore. I thought that Buffalo wasn't a great matchup because they could throw the ball, and Baltimore had pretty much zero pass rush. Um, in retrospect, the rain helped. You know, <laughs> yeah, Baltimore, the rain had helped big time. At least yeah. a bit. I mean, no team really was able to throw the ball. I think Lamar threw for 144. Yeah, it wasn't. Josh Allen threw for like two hundred maybe or something I think it was like, like that. Two sixty. Oh, was it really? I, I think it was let, like me, like let me let me double check. Two hundred. like two thirty maybe. I don't know. Um, but. Uh, so the rain helps. Two thirteen. Two thirteen, right. yeah. Um I, I think the uh I think the Ravens win this game, not as much because you know, they're a much better team than the Bengals. I just think they need to. Uh coming off a really tough loss against the uh Bills, uh John Harbaugh, as much as I don't like him and as much as his you know rhetoric really pisses me off, um, I think he is a great coach. I really do. I, I can't that's, deny that, that that's big of you. I do. I think he's a great coach. I mean, if you look at their win totals with a lot of average quarterback play, and I'm not talking about Lamar. I'm talking about Joe Flacco yeah. and you know older Joe Flacco. Um, it was really remarkable what they were able to do even last year without Lamar. Uh, what was it? Eight Tyler runs. Huntley, and
0: they were still they were still in every single game basically. Yeah. And I think Tyler Huntley is a above average
1: backup, but that's beyond the point. Um, so I think really well coached team out. You know, or kind of trumps uh, maybe a touch more talented team with a head coach that everybody has a lot of questions about, um, and Zach Taylor. So I think the Bengals are really good. Their passing attack has been really good. Problem is, it hasn't really gotten to that level yet this year. Uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, they just haven't looked like the same combination they've been all year. I think a lot of it is because teams are treating Jamar like a one, which he is, and he was one of the best wide receivers in football last year. But he was, you know, uh, what, a rookie, I think, was it? was he? A rookie? Last year? Yeah. Um, and so because of that, teams were just like, we're going to one-on-one this guy, not give him a ton of respect. He's going to, you know, we're going to make him beat me. And he did. Teams aren't letting the Bengals do that this year, and they've had to adjust. They did a better job in the Dolphins game, but this Ravens defense, it has a couple of guys that can cover you. Um, they were banged up early in the season, so I'm hoping that secondary kind of puts things together like they did in the Bills game.
0: Um, I'm going with the Bengals. I do I do have some reservations, but last year the Bengals absolutely yeah. torched this Ravens secondary uh, I don't know if the Ravens can close out these type of games. Um, so, with that being said, I'm going to go with the Bengals. But I'm going to get a little technical here. What you're going to see as a point of emphasis coming in the coming weeks, this week in sports talk shows, is they're going to talk a lot about how NFL teams who run from the shotgun more often than not are struggling to run the ball. There was a, there was a big segment today. I think it was on. Oh, what was the what's the show with uh, Dan Orlovsky, Mina Kimes. Is it get up? The morning the football show? show? No, it's the football show in the no, afternoon. I have no idea. I can't read. It's some NFL. It's on ESPN. They were talking about how if you specifically, if you run solely or if you run your formation solely out of shotgun, it's a lot easier for the defense to get, A, game plan against it, and B, set up formations that are going to be favorable for them. So when a team runs from shotgun, the defense is able to play a lot more too high shell, which really keeps the ball in front of them a lot. It makes those quarterbacks that have the cannon arms, like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Justin Herbert, it makes them play short of the sticks. They they say, hey, we're not going to give you anything deep, but if you beat us over the middle, if you beat us in that 10 to 12 yard range, that'll be okay, because once we get to the end zone, you can't do that anymore. It'll, it'll, It'll close, it's a bench, but 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 don't break defense. When you run under center, teams Have to respect the run because you can run outside zone. You can run those stretch plays. You can run those tosses. And if a safety is not there, it's a lot harder for uh, linebackers and defensive line to get lateral and make those plays. Uh, A running back can easily find a crease and get upfield. So they have to bring a safety down to be an extra run defender, which means you have a one high shell. You get, you get one on one on the outside, which means the uh, uh, Jamar Chase at T Higgins can go over the top more. And if you give them one on one looks where the safety has to pick and choose which guy they have to go after, it's going to be a lot easier. To get those chunk plays. With all that being said, what the Bengals haven't done this season, which they did a lot more of last year, was run under center. They are a basically, a basically strictly shotgun team at this point in the season. It has started to trend in the way that Joe Burrow is taking more under center snaps, and it's also a big reason why they haven't been able to run the ball. Uh, Joe Mixon has been one of the worst yards per carry uh, players in the NFL this season. I think he is sitting around like three yards per carry. It is bad. Um, they were like 8% or 6% in week one, which is why they look so bad from the shotgun. They just weren't able to do anything. It has steadily increased last week. It was 25% against the Dolphins. You saw them able to take more shots down the field. If they can get that number to more 40%, 40%, 45%, I think they'll be good. That is completely on Zach Taylor. He is the play caller. He is the offensive mind it's up to him to make a change. If they do, I think they win this game easily. If they don't, you're going to see a lot of too high looks, and, and the Bengals just aren't going to be able to go over top. It's going to be a lot of dink and and I just don't know if they're built for that kind of offense. So uh, I'm going with the Bengals because of past history, but I could very, very well see a game plan in which the Ravens win this game. Locks and underdogs, Over. what do you got?
1: I have the Titans at the Commanders. We're going head-to-head on this one. Don't or anything. But I have the Titans minus 2.5, traveling two. Washington to take on the Commanders. Um, A couple of things. First off, Titans have looked very, very good uh, recently. Last two weeks, big one over the Raiders. That one looked a little bit better after the Raiders beat the Broncos. And then a big win last week against the Colts, at the Colts. Um, Why this game? The Commanders obviously have struggled after, what was it, their week one win against the Jaguars. Yep. Got Haven't waxed won by since. the Cowboys last week. Got beat by you guys by two scores. Um, And to make matters worse, Carson Wentz played terribly against the Titans last year. I looked up his numbers. He was around 55% completion percentage, about 200 yards a game three touchdowns, two picks. So um, that could be something to watch out for. I think the Titans kind of are tightening. Uh, they typically get off to slow starts, you know, 0-1, 0-2, and uh, they kind of ramp up, find their identity, figure th- some things out, and be, you know, one of those gritty teams that yep. gives everybody, you know, a tough test every single week. I think that that is pretty much what will be the identity of this Titans team. I think they'll, you know, be gritty, keep things, you know, just – we're going to punch you in the mouth. We're going to out-physical you. And uh, I think they do that to the Commanders this week. I have the Titans winning, eh, I don't
0: know, 31. Eh, I'll say 28-17. Um, fair enough. Before I make my lock pick, I just want everybody to know I am 1-3 in on lock so far this season. It has been rough. It has been very rough for me. I'm going to go with the 49ers plus or minus 6.5 traveling to carolina i don't think the panthers are good i think they're one of the worst teams in the nfl which is crazy to say given the entire talent they have that just shows you how bad of a coach matt rule is he's is minus 200 for the first coach huh. to be fired if you look up vegas i think that the second i think hackett was, he was either plus 600 or plus plus six thousand. i couldn't remember how many zeros there were but there's either a huge i mean there's a big gap nonetheless but it could be huge um the 49ers, meanwhile, coming off of a fantastic win, they finally got Debo involved. You look what you look what happened. He made plays left and right. They're getting Brandon Ayuk more involved. Uh, that defense is one of the best defenses in the NFL. It's definitely top five, probably top three. Uh, I think you would probably go Cowboys, Niners, uh, Bucks in no order as the top three defenses in the NFL. Uh, you, you talk about that defense, D'Amico Ryan's uh, going up against Matt Rule and that stupid. Panthers offense. It's going to be a coaching clinic. Tameko Ryan's is going to coach circles around Matt Rule, and it's going to be like it's going to be one of those games where it's like, okay, yeah, I think this is the one where Matt Rule gets fired because they're going to get ran out of their own building at home. David Tepper is going to have to fire him, otherwise he's he's one of those owners. that's like uh, I don't know, a dormant owner who just kind of sits there and and just lets everything happen. So I'm going to go with the uh, Niners minus six and a half underdog. Obert. Um. I have the Lions plus three at the Patriots. I hate this.
1: I hate this. I, I felt bad for, for taking, uh, for ta- or going against you in the lock. So I, I threw you a bone with the Lions or anything like that. No, plus you didn't. three? You didn't throw me a bone. At the, at the Patriots. I did this because I think the Lions are going to win this game. Listen, I don't make any of my picks for anyone else. I make them because I think it's what's going to happen. Well. Kansas last week? Maybe. Oh, that's an exception. Yeah, I guess. Kind I was gonna say anytime. No, I at, did think Kansas was going any, to
0: Anytime you pick your your team, the Cardinals, Cowboys, or Browns, you, you have you can justify it, but sometimes you don't actually think it's gonna happen. On the record, I think it's going to
1: happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh Lions plus three at the Patriots. My bad. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have questioned your credit yeah, credibility. Come on. Man. <laughs> uh Lions plus three at the Patriots. Um as far as it's concerned. The pay- All right, that's it. all right. You know the Lions better than anybody, but I'll say this: What if the Lions faced every single week this year in some way a fairly dynamic, you know, weapon or two or even three? Even the Seahawks last week. It is yep. Kenneth Walker, Rashad Penny, DK Metcalf, Tyler. Okay. Time (laughs) clocking. Um, the commanders, Terry McLaurin, Carson Wentz is, you know, Mm. is what he is, but, uh, Jahan Dotson, he's at least dynamic with his speed. Uh, the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, who's had a tough year, but still, um, and then week one what am I missing? I'm missing one more. The Eagles. The, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. AJ Brown. Miles Sanders been a little bit better than expected. Um, so let's think about this this Patriots team. Obviously the Lions defense is dog water. There's no doubt about it. But they have never played an offense. So uh how do I put this? You know, just like lame uh, as far as weapons are concerned. I don't are they going to have Mac Jones?
0: No. I don't think play. they're
1: going to have Mac Jones. And if, I,
0: if he does play, he's going to be on like 70%. Yeah.
1: And their weapons are obviously good and terrible. Um, their running game is pretty good, which does concern me a little bit because the Lions' run defense has been pretty lackluster. But um, <laughs> pretty lackluster. it's been abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> but if, like, they really haven't faced a team that is just completely one dimensional offensively. I mean, even the commanders have Antonio Gibson and, you know, I mean, they've they had JD a, McKissick. Yeah, JD McKissick. It's a pretty reasonably, uh, you know, good run game. So they've never played a team this one dimensional. I think they'll be able to sell out against the run and, you know, play a very tough game. As far as their offense is concerned, I'm not really concerned about Amon Ra or DeAndre Swift. I know they're super talented. I've seen what this offense is can do uh, without those guys last week. They put up 45 points against the Seahawks. I think it keeps going. I think they beat a pretty meh Patriots team. My concern, Bill Belichick often does a really good job of neutralizing these like bright young offensive minds with you know really cool offensive strategies that... Well,
0: Ben Johnson doesn't do anything different. He just runs the ball. <laughs>
1: uh, that, you know, people don't really know what to do against, and that's the only thing that concerns me, but Hey, Bill
0: Belichick's old and washed. I'm taking the Lions to win outright. A um, couple things: if you're if you have Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson on your fantasy team, mm-hmm. start him. Um, the Lions are usually pretty piss poor against backup quarterbacks. I don't know what it is. Um, weird. It's it's a weird stat, but every every I, it feels like I, I don't know the actual stat to back it up. It feels like every time we play backup quarterbacks, we always have a letdown game. Every about, single. time. How about this one?
1: Not to start, but. Uh, I think Jordan
0: loved last year, second half, right? Well, we played Aaron Rodgers to start that game. Yeah, and then like he half, played the Jordan first Love half. So it's when a backup quarterback starts the game. We we had a chance to win or not win the division, make the playoffs, playing Matt Flynn mm. in the final week of the season. You want to know his stat line? Mm. He threw for six touchdowns and like three hundred and fifty yards. That's embarrassing. So it, I'm just cautioning you to be still hammering the I like the Lions. I don't know. Um, we'll see. It remains to be seen i'm going with the commanders at home the home dogs two and a half points um if we've ever seen a must-win game for a team that sucks this is it uh if ron rivera doesn't win this game i think there's legitimate talk that he could be fired in the coming weeks uh the titans aren't a very good team they aren't but they are good enough to win these kinds of games um we saw it against uh, we saw it against the Colts last week. We saw it against the Giants when they played, even though they didn't win that game. Uh, they can stay in those games. Uh, I just don't think the Titans are a very good team. They're banged up. Uh, obviously, they they are out Taylor Lewan. They're out Harold Landry. Um, so, if this is going to be the spot, I think they're going to uh, uh, this is the, this is a time the Commanders are going to win, and they're going to be coming out a bat like coming out like a bat like hell, bat out of hell. Yeah, that's it. I don't know why it took me so many tries. Um, at home. You got it. That I figured warm, huh? it out. They're at home. I, I just feel like if they can't win this game, then it is sayonara, Ron Rivera. This regime blows everything up, um, which which is sucks because you talk about the, the talent they have on both sides. It's there. I, they just need a coach to unlock it. I don't know if uh, – It's definitely not Jack Del Rio defensively. My goodness. Oh yeah. I, come on, man. With all due um, respect,
1: Ron Rivera has cancer or had cancer. Come on, man. And? It's Bryce hates cancer confirmed. What? What do you mean? I guess. All right. I guess we know that now. What do you mean? Don't even care he has cancer. Fire him. Come on, so man. He's cancer. Him. You can't. No. Fire. Not until. I, maybe if he's in remission. I guess he but. is in remission. Okay. He,
0: he, he, I think he entered remission last year. Fine. I guess you can fire before I don't the know. season. Still, last year before I don't the season. Till he dies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go with the commanders and uh, let's hope I get my first underdog win this week. mm Hmm. Obert, you said you wanted to do a little something different here at the end uh, with the MLB playoffs coming up? Listen, I don't really know when we'll have this opportunity again in the future, maybe for the ALDS,
1: ALCS, NLCS, NLDS. But this many games, you know, we get to pick all in a row like this within baseball. I mean, I don't know when we'll get this opportunity. I say we pounce on it, especially considering, you know, what is kind of um, eh, eh, meh. Uh, week. Yeah, in,
0: no. That's uh, you're absolutely right. We didn't have a ton of NFL great games in college football,
1: so I think we pounce all over the uh, MLB wild card games. Obviously, there are too many to pick each individually, so I think we should just do who we think is going to win in each series. We have the Guardians going up against the Tampa Bay Rays, and then we have the Mariners going up against the Blue Jays. Uh, both games I think are on Friday. Uh, Cardinals going against. The, is it Padres,
0: maybe? No. The no, Mets, Mets going play, to, play yeah, the Yeah, Phillies.
1: So we got Cardinals, Phillies, Mets, Padres. Uh, each game is a best of three. Each game is played at home. I was just thinking, you know, we give our picks. I like who this. we thinks going to win each series. Guardians, Rays, my team, 91
0: wins. Really exciting for me. Do you want to start first or do you want me? I guess I'll go. I'm not a huge baseball fan. I am... I am about as fair weather as they come when it, when it comes to baseball. If the Tigers aren't good, I don't watch. Um, with that being said, you are my main source for the MLB. Uh, I'm going to go with the Guardians because uh, you're my guy. Uh, why wouldn't I? Plus, fuck the Rays. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Just, I don't How know. How many games? Um, Well, let's say it goes all three. Let's okay. say it goes all three. Just, you know. Yeah. yeah.
1: For shits and gigs. I have the Guardians. I think we win both games homer homer you're a homer
0: you are a homer eh,
1: maybe maybe a little bit at least for the guardians
0: um <laughs> is there a team you love more than the guardians the browns comes of basketball of course well i was talking about that. cleveland um, professional basketball yeah that's, i mean it's, it's, <laughs> professional
1: sports either
0: the guardians or the
1: browns i don't know because we don't talk baseball hardly any i, I am gonna be a homer i don't care that's but fair. i also believe it i do believe it listen we're favored what do you want me to say um so why First off, we match up very well with the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't think they're special defensively, to say the least. They're kind of a mixed bag of putting guys in positions they're not really, you know, um, fantastic at. Uh, Wander Franco's obviously an outstanding shortstop, but Yandi Diaz, I don't really know what he is. He's a former uh, Cleveland Indian at the time, of course, um, and... G-Man Choi is their first baseman slash DH guy. He's not a great first baseman. And what do the Guardians do better than any other team in baseball? Put the ball in play. They will make defenses, you know, earn it defensively. They will make you throw guys out. They're not going to strike out. They struck out the least amount of any team in baseball this year. Um, And, you know... Like I said, their batting average. If you look at it top to bottom, Stephen Kwan is going to be around a 300 hitter. Oscar Gonzalez is our rookie; he's going to be around a 300 hitter, and etc. So we put the ball in play really well. I think we beat the Rays in the season series, regular season series. I think we match up pretty well against them. Rays have kind of been dragging ass, quite honestly, at the end of the regular season. Meanwhile, Cleveland has been on fire. Um, and to make things better, the reason why I see it going two games, we have two just stud starting pitchers, Shane Bieber and, uh, Tristan McKenzie, Tristan McKenzie. Goodness gracious. I thought about Trevor Bauer there last time. (laughs) Uh, and going up against, uh, Shane McClanahan, I think it'll probably be Corey Kluber. Um, he's
0: a former. Yeah, he is Indian,
1: choked in game seven world series, but don't know really who they'll send out there. Um, I think it'll be Corey Kluber. Anyway, our two starting pitchers are dudes. Theirs are kind of, you know, not absolute aces. Shane McClanahan's a dude, but Corey Kluber's kind of eh. So I think we get it done. I think our bullpen's better. I think our hitting's a little bit better. I think we win game one and game two. Move
0: on to the ALDS against the Yankees. Phillies Cardinals. I feel like Mike... With my analysis right now. I just don't I, don't... I don't know a ton. Um, Because my reasoning for this one is going to be Philly sweep the Cardinals because of Bryce Harper. Oh, shit! I don't even know. Is he back? I don't know if he's back, actually. Okay, if he's not back, go with the Cardinals sweep. I think he might be back. If he is know, back, Philly but... sweep. If he's not back, Cardinals sweep. What I do also, know... Also, I need to put this out there because it seems like nobody else is talking about it. The MLB has 100% juice the balls for Albert Pujols, and it is a disgrace to the game of baseball. Mm. The Cardinals...
1: Are white hot right now. I mean, that's kind of gotten lost. They were white
0: hot last year.
1: Okay. Uh, that's kind of gotten lost in the Albert Pujols 700, chase for 700 thing. But they're a really good team. Paul Goldschmidt's an absolute dude. I he, forgot he was on the card. He should be,
0: I think, an NL he, he's MVP a, candidate. He's a lifelong Diamondback for me.
1: <laughs> he's just completely overlooked. I don't know why. Maybe because he has a weird last name. Maybe because he plays. and it's kind of. It's because he's white. Mid-market teams with Mike Trout, well, um, Aaron
0: yeah, but, Judge even. But nobody talks about Mike Trout. Uh, I do. The only time they talk about Mike Trout is when the Angels lose 7-4 to four and he hit three home runs. <laughs> what the heck? Um, but, yeah,
1: so I, I, I just think the Cardinals are a slightly, you know, more polished team overall I think their pitchers are kind of just meh. I don't really love their starting pitching. That's okay. Playoffs are a bullpen time. We saw that with the Royals in the mid-2010s. Boy,
0: do I know that.
1: (laughs) And um, I think it'll remain true here. The Cardinals sweep the Phillies who have really struggled to kind of close out this regular season. I think they got swept by the Cubs a couple of weeks back. That's okay. They've just, Cubs are a good team. They, they've had some weird stuff going on. I don't know if we'll get Bryce Harper back, but let's be honest, his teams really don't really perform very well in the playoffs, nor in the regular season. Yeah, quite but he's, frankly. Got this, he's
0: got the same name as me. That's true.
1: And he's cool. Anyway, next series Mariners, blue Jays. Um, this is a fun one. AL last day, a wildcard series.
0: Um. Who do you like? <laughs> I like the Mariners, man. Are you kidding mm, me? Storybook story. season. Uh, Mariners are winning the World Series this year. Uh, I don't want to spoil every every wow. pick, but uh, listen, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rooting for them at least. Um, I, as a Lions fan, know what it's like to be the seller of the league. Um. So. I see that they're having success now. I want to see them realize that, win a playoff series, uh, maybe two, maybe three, maybe go to the World Series. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of the underdog here. Uh, I don't... Uh, uh, yeah, give me give me the Seattle Mariners and games? also bring back uh, basketball to Seattle. Yeah, I actually agree with that. How many games, though? Three. We're going to say it goes three. Okay.
1: I literally agree with your prediction, not the World Series thing. Uh, <laughs> I have the Seattle Mariners winning this series in three games and potentially upsetting the Houston Astros in the ALDS.
0: Aren't, aren't aren't they – don't they play really well against the Astros? Or is that, Am I making that up? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I haven't paid enough attention to
1: the Mariners' regular season series against well, the Astros. But yeah, uh, um, I, know. I will say about the team, bullpen is ridiculous. Uh, perfect for a playoff style. Um, oh, my gosh. Their bullpen guys are just straight, you know – flamethrowers 100 miles per hour i don't even know their names but i know they're (laughs) insane i mean they've got like three or four relievers who are all-star caliber players i only know this because whenever the guardians played them we just got killed by that team and as far as their hitters go they've got plenty uh michaniger is a really good player julio rodriguez everyone knows about because he's a rookie and he's that dude isn't gonna win rookie of the year uh yeah yeah, I, I'd love it if Stephen Kwan won, but I don't think he's more deserving than Julio Rodriguez. And to top things off, they have probably one of the best starting pitchers in all of baseball, Luis Castillo. He's an absolute dude, uh, just their their total ace. Um, and uh, even beyond that, Logan Gilbert's kind of like a younger guy, like 25, 26. He throws about 95, 96 and locates very well. He's a good player. Um, so... They've got a ton, a ton of talent, and they are perfectly built for the AL or for a wild card style series. So I have the Mariners winning in three games, and uh, I think they can make some serious noise in the playoffs with their talent. I do have to say something. If they split with the Tigers, I might have to change my prediction. Everyone thought that that uh, Mariners and uh, uh, the Rays were tanking to play the Guardians first round instead of the Blue Jays. Really. Hey, they hate us cause they ain't us. Well, they did like all like play like really poorly in the, in the season. But hey, it is what it, Well, like as soon as they clinched like playoff burst, yeah, they the were. Rays lost like three games in a row. The Mariners lost one to the Tigers. Hey. And almost last yesterday in extra innings. I'm sorry, brother. I am. Hey, also, yo. Hey, I will say this. You guys have been playing really good baseball lately. Uh, well, you've come up with some clutch series wins, I think.
0: Hey, at least we're not going to lose a hundred games this year. That's true. That's that's the big that's the big thing. Um, quick thing about the Tigers: Spencer Torkelson is the biggest bust I've ever seen in baseball history. So, also, I hate
1: this. Uh, this really makes me angry. By the way, the Guardians are playing both games at twelve o'clock. I saw that. That is so ridiculous. Why Eastern do you think time, it is? brands and market sizes? Yeah, you're a big brand guy, you know. And I get all that. I and you know what? I'm not naive enough to say, you know, they should do it otherwise.
0: You will be able to watch both games. No, oh, Saturday. no, I won't.
1: Friday, I won't. And Saturday, why won't you be able to watch class? No, we'll be out of class. No, I won't. I've got class at oh, twelve thirty-five. Right. What if you just don't go to it? I have a quiz. Oh, no. So I can't even check my phone. I am my But this does no. go farther, stretch farther. College than college football Saturday. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to just watch the Guardians game. I don't care. Whatever. What if, but isn't Michigan on at 12? Purdue's on at 12, I think. Oh, no. I know. It's ridiculous. You're being but, pulled in so many directions. The point is this. We talk about market And it's homecoming. Sizes. And it's homecoming. <sighs> it's, it's a packed weekend. I'm excited, <laughs> but I'm stressed. I can um, see why
0: you want it to be over
1: in two. Yeah, but... And Sunday, I think it's at four. Anyway. Yeah, I know. That's so ridiculous.
0: And the Browns are home, too. Cleveland is going to be insane if it has. Oh, my God.
1: Anyway, um, my point being this that I, I am really frustrated about. We talk about market sizes. I talk about market sizes all the time small market, big market teams, big market teams obviously having an advantage. But when you're MLB, and obviously it's up to the television companies to put the games for times where they will. But you know there is a distinct advantage for playing at 7 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night or even 4 o'clock rather than noon. People are still at work. I have class. People won't be able to watch this, watch the game as much. Fans won't be able to get involved as much. We won't be able to have as much of a home field advantage. We're the three seed. They should make a rule that if you are if you win your division and you're on the wild card, you at least get one time in the night slot so that a ton of people can come to the game. A lot more people will watch the game.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um,
1: and you know, you'll overall make more money. I mean, how in the world are we going to you know, in one breath say, oh, well, and I do this all the time, the small market teams, you know, it's just what it is. You can't really complain about it. It's just what it is. And then in the next say, oh, well, not only are they small market teams, but, you know, it's tough for them to drive in revenue because they're playing at the 12 o'clock slot on a Friday. It's ridiculous. I mean, these teams are trying to make money. If I'm the MLB, I'm making a rule that says, hey, you've got to give these guys one one night slot. So that really made me mad. Um, But it is what it is. Padres Mets.
0: Um, I will say one more thing that I really do like that the NFL, or not the NFL, the MLB expanded, and we actually have yeah. more than one game wild cards, because that was my biggest pet peeve with the MLB. Um, just that, didn't make sense. It's yeah, like you're it was playing like, 162 games, was and my, then it's a one-off. My, one it like, it my my favorite thing was when you would play 163 to just make the playoffs, and then you have to play the wild card afterwards. It was like, what, what are we doing? What are you, come on, man. Um, let's go with the Padres just so Frank the Tank has eight Meltdown. Massive meltdown, and I don't even want it to go to three. I want it to be a two-game sweep where it's not even close. Yeah. I want the Grom and Scherzer to look like absolute fools on the mound. So Frank the Tank questions his existence. How about this one? I want it to go to.
1: I want the. I want the Mets to win Game One, ten nothing. I want them to have a 7-0 lead in the eighth inning against the Padres. Foul ball to left field. Fan grabs for the foul ball. It's Frank the Tank. (laughs) His his fat paws
0: want a foul ball so badly. Some
1: guy underneath him, I don't know, like uh, who's their outfielders? I have no idea. Canna, I think Mark Canna or something like that, uh, goes up to make the catch. Frank the Tank steals the ball. The whole fan base Revolts against him, and the Padres just erupt for a ten-run eighth inning and steal Game Two. Come into Game Three, rout the Mets in a game that isn't even close—twelve to nothing. The Padres win in three games. Um, in all seriousness, the Mets are a really talented team. They almost won a hundred games this year, and you brought up this stat not on the podcast, but to me. They didn't choke this series. Yeah. The Braves just stole it from them. I think they were on like still a ninety win. Yeah, pace. the Braves. It,
0: the Braves to finish the season were on a hundred and fourteen win pace. That's unbelievable. That, that is. That is. I think that is about where the Dodgers were, and they got swept. And that was really the only thing they couldn't do. But
1: um, it, it's still unfortunate. They did not deserve to lose that division, winning a hundred and one game, a hundred games, potentially hundred one with today's game. Um, they yeah, they definitely didn't deserve. Deserve to lose the division that Braves just took it from them. They're a fantastic team starting pitching wise. DeGrom and Scher- uh Is it still Scherzer? Yeah. Uh, DeGrom and Scherzer are absolute dudes. Their hitting has been much improved this year. I picked them to win the division, I think, before the season, our preseason predictions, um, which was smart. They just. Barely missed out. They're a fantastic team. They've got talent all across the field. And the Padres are kind of the Padres. They kind of have a lot of dudes and then kind of choke when it matters. Do you remember the last time Max Scherzer was number two on a pitching staff? Uh, You could make the argument for Los Angeles behind Clayton Kershaw. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: I forgot he was on the Dodgers for. Yeah.
1: Other than that, no. I mean, he is just an absolute. It was on the Tigers.
0: Team.
1: Justin Berlander. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In retrospect, you know Scherzer's probably a better pitcher than Justin Verlander. No, no, I so? Justin
0: Verlander has a one seven nine ERA this year, or one seven five. Yeah, he's been a dude
1: this year. He's he's not even throwing like that fast, but he's just I don't know. He's just like I don't know. He's just the ultimate locator. He is just fantastic. He's a great player. Anyway, uh, I have the Mets winning. Probably pretty easily, but it would be funny if my original scenario played out <laughs> and Frank the Tank becomes Steve Bartman.
0: He becomes the most hated man in, in New York Mets history. That
1: would be hilarious. <laughs> After just
0: being the biggest diehard. That would be imagine? awesome. What do you think he would do? He would, st- he would still probably be a diehard fan, but he just wouldn't be able to show his face. Yeah. No. <laughs> Couldn't get groceries, anything. Are you, are you, are you good? I like that. That was fun. Yes. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, sharing the, my baseball knowledge with the people.
1: Mm. bet all these games by the way that we pick um we, we know more about baseball than anybody else
0: I wouldn't bet baseball um <laughs> too boring seems like not yeah. action yeah and also it's like the lines are weird yeah it's yeah. like it's like it's not Minus. like yeah. it's not like a touchdown gets you gets you a cover you need like four runs yeah. <laughs> it's weird so I just don't know uh, i it's it's really just bet the NFL and if you feel like it, you can bet basketball. But I, I even when or I college to college, football well, football. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. I should have just said football uh, because it's it's a lot easier to to you know figure out trends and stuff. You you can't account for a team shooting the lights out of the gym. You can't you just can't account for that in, in baseball or in basketball. And then baseball is such a weird sport that you could have a a team that's a dog win by you know, ten runs. So mm. uh, that was my PSA on, on sports gambling. Also, don't bet parlays. Don't do it. Don't bet parlays. It's a bad idea. Just bet it straight up. Might not win you as much money as a potential parlay would, but you will have winnings at the end of it all. Okay. You good? Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed the little bit extended Pick'Em Show. Catch you on the flip. See you.